Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back at it again. Back at it again at Super Dave with the PA Political Revolution Podcast. And today we're going to go, we're going to revisit the drainage issue, the, the drainage issue, right? Didn't get a chance to go ahead and um, dive deep into it how I wanted to. So, um, had a whole lot of other things going on past uh, week or two. So, now, going ahead, probably break this down into two parts, right? Um, the drainage issue that they had with last month doing, this be over the council meeting that the uh, drainage had, uh, that the council had last month with two groups, well, one with the Dora and one also with um, the... Um, with the city so we're gonna go ahead and break that into two go ahead and start with the first one here you go Pick up, uh, we have, next we have a presentation by staff regarding drainage problems again and uh is, is this the same one it's different okay this uh our city staff no no it's wrong one Uh, we have, next, we have a presentation by staff regarding drainage problems again. In uh, your speech. Next, we will move to presentations. We have first to have a presentation by Dura regarding drainage uh, projects in District 3. It has been requested by council members uh, Ken Law and Frank. Good morning, Mr. Mayor, council members. Good morning. Uh, just to give you a quick brief update. Uh, I know we've been kind of hammering down uh, these projects and I know it's been a long time at uh, you know over two years of trying to get these through the system. Uh, so we have good news and not so good news. Uh, the, the not so good news is the Lake Arthur project. We did just could not achieve the BCA. So we're having to look at an alternative process to to assist. Um, and with that, well, we're exploring some options. Uh, as you are aware, we have um, we have some land that is available uh, that the city has purchased uh, to increase retention uh, or um, some storage. Uh, and we're gonna explore some options with DD7 that will hopefully, as an alternate process, achieve some of the same results in the Lake Arthur project area. Uh, if you look up on the screen there you'll see to the to the bottom right is where the Lake Arthur uh, project area is that is uh, where the retention area would be and the impact is just above it in that neighborhood uh, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to achieve some similar goals uh, and results of getting some of the additional water off the roadways there um, with an alternative method of getting there on the stone gate there's more there's more promising information because the bca or the benefit cost ratio uh, has been achieved we've answered the questions that have come from fema and so it's in its final stage of review and and we anticipate approval for that uh, and that project will uh, hopefully be approved to move forward all of the engineering is done we'll just have to put it out to bid uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that within the next um, two to three months, we'll have the bid process completed and, and get that uh, project underway. 
along with that it, it we should note that part of the so so basically let me go ahead and get everybody up to speed right quick <clears throat> basically when the uh previous council uh, right with mr harold said on there around with 2018 if i'm not mistaken they had they had went ahead and set up for um for uh, what four major drainage projects right and also they also had them funded from what i understand they had they had them funded ready to go and um for some reason this council couldn't execute on that and for some reason they're going they're waiting to see if fema is going to pay for it from my understanding it wasn't uh, the previous council was not waiting on the government to kind of pay for any type of drainage projects to get going on now with what's going on the screen right here under that little green triangle that would be the uh the service the uh the area that's affected right in the bottom of the green area the lake author project area that would be the proposed retention pond previous council had bought some land and it was going to create a retention pond on here right and um so what the retention pond is going to do is going to go ahead and re alleviate a lot of the drainage Lots of some, some water drainages that's going into the um, that uh that uh, Lake Arthur area, right? So get uh, get the retention pond, going to pull water to the retention pond versus the uh, the neighborhood. So it's going to help mitigate a little bit of flooding. So that's the that's the that's the intentions of the previous council was doing. For some reason, this council can't do it, refuse to do it, just trying to find some other uh, financial means to go ahead and do it. But when the previous council wanted to do it, they, you know, didn't didn't have it being determined by FEMA to go ahead and get this uh, process going. The part of the concern, obviously, is not just the uh, the flooding that or the inundation of how. Oh, now this and and, and uh, this Adora group, right? One question a lot of people had, right? Well, what? What this group actually did for us, they were the ones that we were able to recover a lot of money when McDougal was on here. They didn't, for some reason, they didn't, from McDougal and up to now, we we lost a lot of grant money because we didn't use the grant money, right? So we had to pay back around with, ten, it was initially 10 million, I think they got it down to about one or two million or so, something like that. So. This group is responsible for recovering some uh, finances for it to kind of help clearing our books, but I'm unsure why they're over the drainage project now. This is something that they normally don't do. Uh, I guess they're trying to, I don't know. This is something they normally don't do. They, I don't know why they're the advisors for this project group. When originally, they were just helping us uh, recover some money that we had lost but also um, way back when when these projects were first introduced there was a desire to try to move uh, water off of the roadways um, so as an ancillary it's not the obviously the the purpose or the primary purpose but as an ancillary benefit uh, there will be additional um, box culverts and additional pipe sizing that will be on Jimmy Johnson and 9th Avenue that although the Lake Arthur project will um, will have to use an alternative method that that part of the desire um, we anticipate having some positive results because obviously as you move water 
uh, in one area uh, because of that. The system there is, is much, much uh, on gravity flow and sheet, sheet flow, which means it flows above the ground as well as in the uh, underground pipes. Uh, that when you move water, it seeks its level. So hopefully we'll be able to move water quickly uh, as it uh, builds up in any type of a rain, rain event. Uh, so that's the two projects that we, we've been working on uh, in District 3. Uh, so I'm willing to certainly answer any particular questions you might have. Okay, uh, Councilman Frank. Okay, thank you, uh, Councilman uh, Frank. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because sure. this is what happened uh, years. You know, we started this whole uh, drainage project uh, projection presentation that four projects were going to be given to the city with your company based upon the BCRs. Uh, I have all my notes from three years ago that we discussed. I have everything about the drainage from what your company has actually uh, expressed to the council. Now, uh, not until recently, I found out that only two projects were going to be funded based upon a BCR. I was upset then, I'm upset now about it because we're smack dab in the middle of hurricane season. We just had a tropical storm a couple of weeks ago and I, in my district I had people who had water in their houses. And we're talking about Harvey happened five or six years ago. So I'm, you know, to hear, you know, today that one of them maybe is in the final uh, stages of being approved. I had that back in April 22, that it was going to be final. Uh, and it's in its final approval. And then I have for the, the other project is in the process. So it seems like we're hearing the same old rhetoric over and over and over and nothing's getting done. Now, I understand and the people and the citizens, the council knows that it's a naturally flow gravity type system that we have in DD7. We got that. We knew that. But I'm always on board along with my cohorts to find ways to get drainage systems problems taken care of. And we hadn't done that. We are back at square one. I don't think we're at square one. Well, we're not getting it done. We're, if we're not getting it done, we're at square one. Because you can talk, I can talk, we can talk all day long. Until the water is being displaced somewhere else, that's progression for me and my district. Sure. So you can say and speak and you can say it all day long, but I'm mad about this. because sure. Now, you have to understand, right, with the city of Port Arthur, right, we have problems with getting things done, right? with streets we have the money and the budget for it right but we can't get streets done they're not hiring companies to get to get the streets done they're trying to um do them themselves like instead of rehabbing and construction they're trying to just what do overlays if i'm not mistaken and and we and we're having problems with the streets that's why we're backed up so with the previous issue we're trying to get drawing ten thousand i mean ten million from the bonds you know, it doesn't look like we're going to go ahead and spend that. Now, same thing, jump back to over here with the drainage issue. We have money in the coffers. Well, we, we, had, we had money in the coffers, right, initially to go ahead and fund this. But for some reason, when they say the BCAs were not this, they're talking about the uh, FEMA, for FEMA playing for it. So 
for some reason right now it's supposed to be just two projects are going to get funded now you really have to talk to the city manager right you have to focus everything on the city manager city manager why is this not getting done but another problem with that is you have the mayor wants to go ahead and try to stick his head in and try to run the city you'll see what i'm talking about let's keep it going guess what if we have a cat one cat two come through here water is going to get in people's house and then when we talked about the bcr last time and how would you talk with femur and the the government you said that it's based upon rate uh residents home business flooding areas and that gives you that bcr District 3, 70% of the district flooded, along with District 4. I mean, what can we do other than talk to get drainage problems solved? Or to go out there and find funding to get drainage problems solved? Because guess what? The next hard rain we have, or next hurricane, water is going to get in people's houses in that Stonegate, Lake Arthur area. I guarantee you. I sent all the pictures to the city manager. I CC'd the mayor. And that was just a little rain. So I could not represent the people along with my cohort, Councilman Frank, and we, you know, we discussed this. I can do that without bringing it back to you or finding the, uh, going to the city manager to let you guys know how important it is to get this drainage situation solved. Now we understand that, that it is a priority and we are we are on board with uh, with doing everything that we can within the parameters of the, of the FEMA guidelines. I mean, we unfortunately they they create the rules that have to be followed, and and that's what we're doing. What's different from the BCR than the other districts that we had? Seventy percent. Your your most populated area is District Three. Your your most businesses are in District Three. Your most valued homes are in District Three. What are they looking for that we cannot get them to approve a project that is so important like this? The primary within the within the BCA model or the, the how it's calculated, the issue that we have in Stonegate and Lake Arthur are the base flood elevations of the homes, and as we've talked about, that is those areas are newer in development which means the city did what the city was supposed to do in terms of requiring those homes to be built at a certain elevation. That, is, that base floor elevation, that first floor elevation, is what makes it more challenging to get the BCA to the number one or above compared to places like Port Acres and El Vista when those homes are at a lower elevation so you have the same rainfall in one area and another, and you have two different impacts. Now, we're not talking about a Harvey event. So I want to be clear about that, that even if these projects are, are approved, if Port Arthur has another Harvey event, DD7 system is going to be overwhelmed. And when DD7 system is overwhelmed, Port Arthur's system can't accommodate that. Well, we just had a tropical storm that we couldn't handle. We had people actually have water in their houses. I'm not even even talking about Harvey. I'm just talking about a, a, a six-inch rain. So if they don't understand, these are people's lives and homes. And 
We're playing with them. I think we are. Because we're talking about years and years. All we do is talk. All we do is talk, and we put it in somebody else's hand, and the people, the citizens of Port Arthur are going to be the one to pay for it. And I just can't sit there idle. My cohorts are up here. We, we are very passionate about the drainage system and, and problems that we have in Port Arthur. So I put this on here because we need to do something more. Now, today, I'm just getting notice that one of the projects may not even be funded. But we, we purchased land back there for $98,000, $97,000 for a retention pond on Lake Arthur. So what do we plan on doing with that since we purchased it, you know, a couple years ago? Well, that was the, the exploring the alternative. Well, we can't use it. We're not going to be getting funded for it. Well, so that's, we, that's we, the exploration. We purchased something we cannot use with taxpayers' money. So what do we do now? That's my question, and I want one of you experts to answer those questions for me. Well, as I said, part of the the location of that property is adjacent to the DD7 system. I remember. So part of that exploration is to is to investigate the DD7, tying that to the DD7 system, which they have plans to expand their storage. If we can use that in partnership with DD7, we may be able to accomplish similar goals to what the original project, maybe not the same, but to at least take a bite out of some of that uh, sheet flow and maybe in terms of an ongoing capital project to, uh, that's more for for the city engineers to, to decipher. We don't wanna get into speaking for them, but that you're asking me what, what I would do with that that property, that's what I would recommend we explore. Thank you. Well, I just want to just let you know I'm dissatisfied at this point about the process. I understand. And District 3, you know, population is also dissatisfied with the drainage situations we have. So we need to do something. I don't know who needs to start the talks with DD7, but it needs to start now. Yeah, and I, I would, I would, uh, you know, Councilman Kinlaw, I, I fully appreciate the the gravity of the situation and, and we do take it seriously. Uh, having been an elected official, I understand completely the idea of representing your constituents well and, uh, and I applaud you for doing that. The, um, the whatever homes flooded in this, in this past rain event, um, if you can facilitate getting that information to, um, to us or to Pam, to Miss Miss Langford, that would be awesome because what we want to do is track that to the system inside of FEMA, uh, inside the NFIP, because if it doesn't register there, then it makes our job to tell the story even more difficult. And so that that helps us. So if you have those those addresses, that would be helpful for us to be able to present that because their modeling doesn't always tell the reality of what actually happens. Uh, and we've been battling that with them every step of the way. Um, you know, when you look at their model, a six-inch, a six-inch rainfall, rainfall should not have any inundation in houses uh, minus one or two in that area. And so, when we have that, we need to be able to show them that their modeling is not accurate. Okay. Well, uh, city manager, you still have the photos and emails that I've given you, pictures about some of the flooding. And maybe you can share that with your staff because I don't know what more I can say. Uh, their job, the citizens. Now, hell, even if even if you 
don't have the doggone um, actual addresses, just expand everything by a mile. Just expand whatever flooding stuff by a mile. I mean, you know the city is flooded, right? If you really need this information, just go ahead and just just expand it by a mile. You know that you didn't get everybody didn't call in because they flooded. Every single house, but because of what? What you gonna do about? It? You're not gonna be able to do anything about the flooding. So, um, it's not it's not really. I can for everybody to call in. Just put all the stuff up. The city manager should, you know, hey, just say, hey, look, put all the information up. Expand everything by a mile. Yeah, I mean, you don't really need um, council member Kenlaw to go send you all these addresses, and it, it, it just it just excuses to me. His job is to get the information to me. My job sure. is to get it to the staff, city manager, and so they can understand or get an idea of the picture flooding. So I'm sure the city manager has it. Mayor was CC'd on the email uh, along with uh, Councilman Frank. So I don't know what else more I can do. I mean, okay. I, 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 I mean, encourage Jimmy you to Johnson, keep pushing. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, Greenway, Meadows, uh, you're, you're talking about all those areas back there are flooding. Water is getting their houses. So, you know, I just don't know what to say. Okay. Uh, city manager. No. He could ask his candidate. Let me 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 track in GIS format as to what properties were, where did we, where we got the various calls for, for flooding, not only in District 3, but throughout the city, so we can share that GIS information with you. Um, let me just be clear that all the calls that came in, only one of those were recorded as um, a, a, a structure that was flooded, and the structure was a dilapidated structure that was on the list for demolition. Um, I immediately sent out the code enforcement officer to take pictures of that structure. But as um, the director for public works will indicate, she will share the map of the council. We have tracked all of the flooding areas and the areas that have been impacted by the 12 inches of rain for that period. So we do have the data available. Thank you. Well, we, we'd love to look at that to help tell the story. Thank you. Let me say that as I get ready to speak. I'm okay, if they have the data in there, why they haven't sent it to them? See, that, that's some of the that's some of the hiccups. That's some of the miscommunication and excuses that we get, right? If you have this, why has this been sent to this company? That's crazy. I'm simply going to pour gasoline on the fire that's already been started. That man, in essence, um, the only reason that I'm not going to address the issues with DD7 is because the mayor and the, the, the uh, city manager have said that they're going to be in dialogue about what actually happened in <clears throat> now this right here is a major problem for the downfall right you, when you have the mayor trying to screw around with different stuff right when you have the mayor trying to run the city you really need the city manager to go have the meeting I know you said both of them but you need to have the city manager to come back and brief the council. 
preferably you need to have DD7 to come to council. Man, look, this is an important issue where this needs to be more transparent. You need to have, heck, hell, I'd, I'd subpoena them. If they didn't want to come, I'd subpoena them. The council has that right to do that. You need a full-fledged investigation to show to show everybody, look, you're taking this seriously, and hey, look, we need to get some answers, and DD7 needs to come before council and talk to council. Not any type of backroom deals where, you know, you're having private conversations. You need this in front of the citizens, right? And this is your problem. You got a mayor that's rogue, doesn't have any clue of what he's talking about. From his own words, he's going to say here later that he doesn't know where to switch for the pump saw, right? So you have him going down there talking with different folk. Doesn't have a clue what he's talking about, but he's going to try to come disseminate the information like he knows, right? He's going to be the one to try to tell you different talk about stuff that he doesn't know, right? So the city manager, right, since that's his boss, he's going to let his boss do what he wants to do because, you know, it's, it's improper for the city manager to really go in and check um, council members because they're the ones that hired them. So the, the city manager can always have some type of plausible deniability because you have a, a rogue mayor that wants to run the city or act like he runs the city. So he's going to try to be giving you a whole bunch of information on what's going on and what he thinks is going on, but he doesn't know anything about pumps. But you need the city manager, right? You need everything to run through the city manager. It does not need to run through the mayor. The mayor does not need to be answering questions. The only thing the mayor does, it just represents people in, in doggone ceremonies. He does not facilitate work that's going on within the city. He does not go meet with people to talk to them about city uh, business per se as drainage issues or whatnot. We need that to the city manager. And that's the biggest problem you have. And to fix it, right, you need to force everything to go to the mayor. You need the council members to call points of order on the mayor and pretty much let them know, hey, um, mayor, you do not do anything on your own. We need everything to come through the mayor because the, the, uh, the city manager, I mean, because the city manager is the one that's going to be responsible for it, right? And that's the one that you need to go to to hire a fire. That's the, the quote-unquote, the hands-on expert of that. So you, everything needs to go through him. You don't need to talk to no mayor that doesn't know anything about drainage, doesn't pretty much know anything about his job. So that's the major problem, and that's something that you can do to fix it. That's a necessity. Now we're about to hear uh, Councilmember Frank now. It's, it's sad because Frank can be a, a very effective council member if he wanted to, but pretty much we're going to hear right now is a whole bunch of cliches, a whole bunch of cliches, a whole bunch of church sermons right now, right? So uh, let's go ahead and check it out. Creating this flooding, and so we're waiting to hear what that ha what happened uh, in that issue. But it's time to circle the wagons. I mean, from the public works to the city manager to the finance to um, to, to every area and aspect of, uh, of of what we do here as a city, we are required to address health and public safety. 
That's our number one. You know, when you listen at commercials or whatever, you're talking about it and you said it, that it is job one. Well, in Port Arthur, Texas, drainage is job one. If we, if we do everything else, and I'm going to say publicly what I have said privately, I am for every area of this city because I represent the entire citizenry. But let me quickly rush to say that we um, had individuals in here uh, talking about a boat ramp at our last meeting, and I'm for a boat ramp. But there is no way in hell a boat ramp ought to proceed and be over the drainage problem that we have in our city, and especially with a project that has been waiting to get started on the... Well, um, Councilmember Frank, let me go ahead and raise you one other one, right? You say a boat ramp, okay. Not only was some type of chemo event that you're looking for that you was kind of talking about early in your campaign, right? Selling a Pleasure Island. None of that should come before the drainage project. Doing this, um, the city taking on and building a road for Jimmy Johnson extension on private property, right? We, it's, we doing things that we don't do for these people that you have allegedly made deals with, right? So the, uh, the Jimmy Johnson extension, the drainage should come before that, right? That's private property. We don't even do that. We give the, um, we give them the money with, I think it's 30% the supplement for that, but we don't take on the construction projects. So that's another one, uh, Council Member Frank. Also recently with this, um, with these uh, charging stations, right? This, this getting some old technology for something that we won't use probably in 10 or 13, 15 years. So, you know, we need the drainage done before we waste money on that. So it's just a whole bunch of backwards things that we're doing as a city, right? But when we need to have the foundation, None of this stuff is going to work. None of this stuff is going to be successful unless we have the foundation correct. And having a foundation correct is getting the infrastructure correct, right? With with uh, drainage, streets, um, water, trash pickup. We need the foundation before anything. Oh, and another thing, people, look, you really need to get on these council members seriously about this infrastructure, right? Because we don't want to be another Flint, Michigan. We don't want to be another Jacksonville, Mississippi when we have with water issues, right? Or hell, with this same thing with the flooding issue is is just on a different end of it. So, people, you need to start paying attention right now to these people that you have in public office. You need to pay very close attention to it. Right now is not the time to be partying, dancing, and all this, we need to take care of business as a city. We need to watch these uh, politicians and, and go ahead and call them out for the and call them out for the bull crap that they're doing, right? We need to call them out and make sure, make them run the city how it's supposed to be ran. West side of Port Arthur, but has not happened and transpired. Let me quickly rush to say that, quickly. And I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know what the issue is, but it's we got an issue on the on the on the um, on the um, on the um, agenda for pipe bursting and and drainage and all of that happening. It's time to get it started. It's time to do it. And I don't. And heck, you, you're supposed to have 
pipe burst and crews already done. See, that's the problem. When you have a previous council that's getting productivity going, right? Now you have all of these new people jumping in. So this is where you have the problems with, right? You're having a problem with these new individuals coming in, not knowing what they're doing, not knowing how to how to run city government, not knowing who to hold accountable and how to hold them accountable. They're just coming in, and you know, we tried to warn you on this, people. I mean, you're passing up on 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 good good politicians, right? good knowledgeable people and you're getting in something new so now you get in people that don't know what's going on or you have people that you have different agendas going on right so this is the problem that you have people you're getting you know these people coming in from the school board flooding over here I mean it's just it's just an issue just a big problem you got to take a look at now we're suffering for it and we need to watch them to make sure they're doing the right thing because they're not going to do the right thing unless you watch them right and this is with all these politicians, so let me get it. I don't know where the I don't know where the bottleneck is in the process, whether it is public works, whether it is uh, DD7, I don't know where it is, but we need to is there a priority of drainage projects that have been can somebody give me a list of the drainage projects that wait, let me finish. A list of the drainage process, the drainage projects listed in priority. I ought to be able, somebody ought to be able to have a list of the drainage projects and their priority. And I thank you for what you're doing in Lakeview. I thank you for what is happening and transpiring, but it has to happen. We can't wait. I, I let me let me quickly rush to say, and I'm gonna get off my little soapbox here. I talked to a patron on the west side of Port Arthur because I was so excited about the $2 million that we're spending because those people's homes on West 17th, 18th, and 19th um, have flooded traditionally. Traditionally, those houses have flooded. And, and they were there in this rain event that we just had. The, the, um, the underflow, the underpass on Memorial did not flood. But yet again, the under the underpass at Houston Avenue and Gulfway Drive, it flooded. And we almost lost someone. One of our one of our wonderful city workers had to get out of that car and rescue a woman. And that pump, that that water pump there works sporadically. Hell, it can't work sporadically. That has to be fixed. And we keep passing the buck and we keep talking about what we're going to get done. But it doesn't get done. When? When is it going to start? When is it going to get done? That's what, at the end of the day, that's what has to happen. And, 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 and city manager, I love you. You know I do. In the, in the, you know, but we got, we got to look. Is there a priority of projects? We got to get to a place where we push the process, move away from all the things that are blocking the process, whether it's with the city, engineer, public works, whoever. You got to streamline the process so we can get it done. I know Val, I know, oh, you're not Val. Listen, I know that in the midst of it, we've got legalities and this is a municipal system. I get that. But man, these are people's lives. This is Port Arthur. And we got to streamline the process. 
We got to listen. We got to take out every roadblock, every deterrent, every speed bump. Now, now with all of this grandstanding he's doing, right? He, you know, unfortunately, this is the damn problem. They're acting like they don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. Where's the problem? Man? What, what's going on? What's this? What's that? This is what you need to do, right? This is what all the whole council needs to do. Go to the city manager. I don't care what experts you have coming up there. Focus the direction to the city manager and give the city manager a timeline. Okay, city manager. I'm giving you a month or so, two weeks, a month, for next council meeting or two council meeting. Look, I need to know when exactly is this going to start. And if this isn't going to start, I'm pulling the job. We're going to be talking about your job performance at the council meeting after that, right? So we need to see because this is the issue. First, you don't have streets, right? First, you know, previous council told you to come back to them with the game plan on garbage. You didn't do that. Garbage failed. City manager, we have an issue with these streets. Why are we not hiring um, companies to go ahead and do the reconstruction of the streets, not the overlays, the reconstruction of the streets where we would have a warranty on them, right? That's another question you need to ask. There's two issues. Three, you've had these drainage projects funded. Why is it now that we have to go through uh, FEMA to go ahead and get this done? What was the intent on the um, on the on the origins of the drainage projects, right? Where were the funding was supposed to come from? Because I can't believe that we created programs only to have only to be funded by FEMA. When 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 hell, you can't really have a funding, you can't really start projects or have anything for projects when you don't have the gold from FEMA. So that has to be first. So you. you the funding has to be first. So if the if the initial, I don't believe that the initial funding source was supposed to be FEMA, getting the federal government to do all this. And if it was by 2018, we would have been done by now in 2022. So I think they initially had the funds and they're twisted up trying to get FEMA to fund it. So that's three major things that needs to come up on a city manager's job performance, right? So we, hey, and if the city manager can't do it, we're going to have to put in a search to find another city manager, right? We're going to have to write them up. I mean, that's just point blank, you know, the issues of He's getting $207,000 for this job. So that being said, we need progress. We don't need to reset the system, reset the ball like on the streets. Then you got inexperienced council member. Nobody knows what's going on. They don't know how to discipline nobody. They don't know how to affect do what you need to do to get change in the city see this is is the problem you said it earlier hey city manager I love you look this this is a problem right you have a supervisor employee relationship you're talking about you love the city manager but nothing is getting done the city is steadily going going down right the city is steadily 
backed up on projects that need to get done. We still can't get anything done. And the citizens are the ones that suffer. Hell, and just like and just like they said, look, Jimmy Johnson needs to have this retention pond over there, right? They need to have this. The, this is the issue, right? When you have when when the system was initially designed, right? All of that was marshland, everything. You know, you had a lot of marshland that absorbs the rain. You had a lot that absorbs the water. So now when you have a lot of development, mass development, hyper-development of the Stonegate Project, Jimmy Johnson, everything, you know, around over there, you have a lot of cement on there, and that water can't go, doesn't get absorbed in the cement on the ground. So it, you know, it, hey, it, it, it floods. You know, it is more water than the marsh land that can absorb it. So that's why you have a lot of drainage problems, right? And so when you have... When you have more development on Jimmy Johnson, you're going to have to, you know, probably expand wastewater drains and um, also add retention ponds to try to absorb some of that water so you don't have the water going to people's houses. So this is what's suspected to be the problem with Jimmy Johnson up there, all this hyper-development. And when you have hyper-development, when you have some good rains and stuff, the water doesn't doesn't run off from top of the water and also in the drains as fast as it should be because you have hyper development and move expeditiously to get this done no more excuses no more excuses and then ultimately we gotta we got we gotta protect our patrons we gotta protect people we gotta protect people's livelihoods we got to protect buildings and stakeholders. It's time. Whatever it takes. I don't care whatever it, whatever it takes. Get with candy. Get with fire. The question is, what are you going to do? What is the punishment, right? You have to have some form of punishment for not getting these things done. That's, that's, that's like HR 101, supervisor 101, manager 101, right? If you set out some instructions... And um, and uh, j- just like just like the uh, art of war, right? Yeah, I think it was the art of war. And uh, the art of war, Sun Tzu, uh, he gave some concubines some instructions on drill, if I remember correctly, right? So after he gave the instructions on drill, the concubines kind of laughed or not laughed at him. <laughs> yeah. You know, didn't take him seriously. Then he said, uh, okay, you know, if the instructions were you know, were, were unclear, it was my fault, but if you refuse to do I'm kind of paraphrased, it was your fault. So I think he asked them again, right, to go ahead and do some type of drill. So they kind of laughed at him. <laughs> Next thing you know, he ordered, he ordered two of the concubines' heads to be chopped off, right? Two of the more favored concubines. So after you chop those heads off, then the rest of the concubines started to drill, doing the proper drills. Now, of course, that's kind of an extreme in in in, in a war type situation, right? You know, Art of uh, Sami Sun Tzu, the art of war, pretty much saying that, right? You need punishment whenever you're dealing with, you know, supervisory, you know, in a job type position, right? You need a consequence so that. People know that you're being serious. You need a consequence 
and supervise, you know, just like every other job. This is nothing different. When you're given some clear instruction on to do something, right? It's your job. You agree to do that. You're making a nice high salary to go ahead and do the job, but you don't do it. These council members don't know what to do. They're like, hey, what's going on? I've been having this for three years. What's going on? Instead of making making um claim making making these little um quotes doing these little nights quotes these nice preaching sermons or whatnot you need to have some directions on what you need to do you need to start progressing to disciplinary action on the city manager if he refuses to get these things done or he's not giving you problems that the city that that the council needs to take care of right let's go finance do what you gotta do find do it and then I didn't know about the $97,000 that we have spent. We are taking time, but watch what we're doing, guys. We are being reactive and not proactive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is anybody hearing? We are being reactive and not proactive. It's time to be proactive. Okay, thank you, Councilman. Uh, Councilman Marks. There's just a couple questions. and and. I'm not sure you're the person I should be directing the questions to. Uh, when I first City came on the council, uh, I was placed on a committee that was working on the uh, in District 7 over at the golf course. And there's monies already, Mr. City Manager, already set aside, allocated for a drainage project, right? At, at, the, at the golf course. And, and we're supposed to do that in, in two phases. And, and uh, it would require that uh, portions of the golf course be be closed down while we do the work, but the money is already there, and the holdup is. Can you speak to that? So, because I, as I understand it, the, if the money's there and and we've already uh, we've already identified the contractors to do the work, then. What what's holding us up? Now, see, Moss made a good point right here. Just like I said, really, all four of the projects are supposed to have money allocated to them. You're supposed to go ahead and do it. But right, let's let's see what the city manager says on the whole of. I don't know if you, that that question should be directed to you, but it, can you answer that? Yeah, it, it, um, very simply, the the money has already been. Originally, when the projects were identified, the money was earmarked. But as as um, um, Craig um, stated, those are FEMA-funded projects. It's it's monies that is part of the capital improvements program for the city. So from year to year, we've got to continually work very closely with the guidelines of FEMA. Now there are three stages or phases to the project. One is the engineering, the planning and engineering phase, which we have completed. Um, the other is the design fees, and, and council has approved the various resolutions. That okay, so it's the same. Like the the money was there, but they wanted to do they switched it up to the thing. That, that's kind of when I got to how you kind of slickly said it, right? So it, it looks like everything when I was saying is right. Money was already allocated for these projects. Now they want to kind of go ahead and that's what they do, man. Look, they stall. 
they they started this is the problem within you have you have the council you have the people unknown in the council and you have the actual city staff that's doing something different right they're doing see they go they you know you have actual control somebody else is in the city manager's ear controlling right that's not on the council it could be working with people like the mayor or whatnot but you have people outside of the outside of the city infrastructure that's controlled well not so outside of it but you may have like people you have people telling him what to do with the money sometimes he'll hide things from the council or he won't say it so the whole council understand but this is the problem you have people compromised on here and you know kind of doing what they want to do with the money uh, for instance right when they had when they was talking about streets a while back city manager stated that they had five hundred thousand dollars unallocated you, you can't have you're supposed to have it all allocated how can you have money for streets that's unallocated right that right there is, is pretty much a violation it, it, it's bad at the city I mean, I don't want to veer off into too much, but it's kind of, it's bad at the city, right? You have different things going on for what the city is supposed to be doing from what they're actually doing. We went through those phases. Um, we selected two firms. Asino Wilson and Cole was one of those, and um, the other one was... Um, Stewart. Stewart, you know. So we have completed those phases. Um, there is back, we have gone back and forth with FEMA, as everyone knows. Um, FEMA in itself is a, one of those federal agencies that you've got to work at their pace as well. So as soon as Adura, in, in good faith, gets the information, is submitted to FEMA, and then we continually wait on them. We have to wait on their engineering experts to make sure that they provide us with the required feedback that we need. So the money is not in the bank. The, those are projects that FEMA has earmarked monies for over the years. And yes, we are continually working diligently without wasting any time to make sure that we continue to... I don't think that's true. I think they had the extra money and more. They had money for that, right? The extra money where you can go ahead and do it. I don't... It, it, think, think about it, people. When I've talked to Mr. Aaron said, you know, he was like, they, they had money made for it when they <clears throat> went ahead and did those projects. Think about it. 2018, previous council, you're creating... You're creating drainage projects, right? For... For... To get done and it's not and we were supposed to be waiting on FEMA from what four years it, it doesn't really make sense it does it doesn't really make sense the only smart thing to do is to hey get money right now to get this done because regardless what FEMA say drainage is a big issue in the city right it's the, it should be the main issue like what Frank was saying if it was the main issue we will not be waiting on funding for FEMA that we don't know that we're going to get. It doesn't make any sense. To address the flooding needs of those particular areas. <clears throat> it's not money in the bank. The $98 million that we're talking about is part of the capital improvement project. And then we, we have passed the design and engineering fees of three of those projects. As, as Craig in, indicated, you know, with the Elvista project and, and the Port Acres project, we have received approval for those, for the construction fees of those projects. Yes, and I understand where Councilman Kinlaw is coming from because we shared that information years ago 
um, maybe about a year ago, uh, in, in the, the possibility of it not being funded again because of the fact that it could not be. There, there was the time of the information that the, 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 the project did not meet the BCA that was required. And again, as you eloquently stated, it was one of those subdivisions that was built to standard in the city. You know, and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I cannot speak for the city engineer. I'm not an engineer. But it's one of those things that are, re that, that are looked at very closely by the federal agencies as to whether it meets the requirement or not. But one thing I can assure you, Don, I can assure the council, we will continually work. And that is not comfort to, to the people who own properties out there. I understand that. I get it. You know, it's not comfort. It's not solace to the people who live out there and who continually experience you know, the road taking eight and nine inches of water um, when we get 12 inches of water. I do understand that um, because of the fact that we are up at five o'clock in the morning addressing those concerns. We've got to do better. Yes, we do. Absolutely, we've got to do better. But again, Councillor Max, to answer your question, it's not money in the bank. It's, it's a process that we've got to work in partnership with, with the federal government and with FEMA. Up to yesterday, we had a meeting with, 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 with our engineer here and, and, um, and, and with Adira, you know, looking at the possibilities of going to, to Austin with the mayor and providing the mayor with the credible and technical information that he needs to address our concerns on a political level. And you, you see, this right here is bullcrap. This is bullcrap. It's all cap, right? This is all lies right here. The it, Look, the way how this is set up, the mayor does not need to go over to FEMA to add to Austin or whatever to try to advocate to try to get a rally going. All this is lies. See, it's, it's crazy. The mayor doesn't have no clue of what's going on. He probably can't even argue, articulate what he's campaigning about, right? What he's trying to campaign about. So, this, you already have people that can do that. You have a state representative, right? Joe Deschatel, right now. That's the person who you need to go over there and try to, you know, talk to, see if they can advocate something, right? Another person that you need, you have, is what TML. You can try to talk to TML about some things and, you know, see what they can get done for disasters. Understand, one mayor. Look, look, everybody knows that every place is flooding. One unknown country-ass mayor, right? Mayor Barty. He's not going to make any type of difference going to Austin trying to advocate for, you know, for FEMA or, or, or whatever he's trying to do, right? Not at the mayor. You're going to need a state representative who writes, you know, certain legislations. You need the right people doing it. I mean, what, what, okay, what the mayor's going to do? The mayor can't do anything. So understand, a lot of areas down here flood, you know, needs, this money needs to get things done. The thing is, that all this is just lies to extend the time, right? This is just to throw blame on somewhere else. What you need to do is direct the city manager to find another funding source. Whether that funding source may need to be bonds, they need to do that, right? 
the city has a lot of money, right? But they're so irresponsible with money, they they just is badly managed. They put things off where to heck with it. You know what I mean? Then they try to get, you know, their little good old boy things done. Like you see, like I provided before, the mayor's arguing about some doggone electrical um electrical charging stations that we can't even use right now. Then even in the presentation, he said he talked about it three years ago. So if you would have done it three years ago, it's something that we wouldn't be using right now anyway. And we have to wait in the future. So, man, look, all this stuff is bull crap from these politicians. You need to understand how to call this stuff out and how to just juxtapose it to what they've been previously doing, right? Remember this. That it, nothing is going to survive without the infrastructure. You need the infrastructure done first, right? Streets, drainage, water, trash. Once these things get done, then we can worry about some electric charging stations we're going to use 10 years from now. Then we can worry about doing Jimmy Johnson extension for private property, something that we're not supposed to be doing we're supposed to be fixing these streets for the taxpayers in the city, not doing something for a person on private property. You understand? The people, I mean, this is a big hustle. I'm telling you right here, you know, this is your city. You need to take back your city. Let's go ahead on with it. Since we cannot get it addressed, you know, through the local FEMA representatives that we work with. So yes, we are working. We are working diligently to bring resolve. Those things take time and they take effort. But How much time? Four years? Every bit of time that we have to make sure that we provide relief. I understand the the the, the, the passion, counselor, that you speak to. I'm very passionate as well. When we talk and we discuss and we negotiate with those federal agencies, you know, I always make the point to them, you know, that I feel very strongly that the city of Port Arthur is being addressed as a second-class piece. And I won't stand for it, because at the end of the day, the council... There you go, people. You heard it right here first. He said it's being addressed as a second-class place. But unfortunately, it is the people within the city that is addressing it as a second-class place, right? Not only other folks, but more so within the city. Now, how we deal with it in the city determines how other people look at us, right? When we elect these clowns, I'm going to keep telling you again, nobody named Barty should ever be in any type of political government, right? Nobody named Barty should ever be elected again. But whenever we elect these clowns, people on the outside look look at us like we're stupid, right? They look at us like, we can understand the first one, right? The first one, didn't know thought it could probably change but now when you elected a boy T he's acting just like he did as a JP right acting and being incompetent of the law thinking he's more than everybody else you know disrespecting citizens I mean he's acting just like the JP so when you re-elect the clown like that again right people start looking at you funny people start looking at us like, we're the problem, the citizens. So, 
people are not going to really come to the aid because they know we elected a clown right here, right? If we elected a clown, we must want the clown to be in city government and keep things doing like that. That's that's how people try to justify letting Barty run amok. And people on the outside are going to let us tear up our own city, right? In the name of, hey, we they don't want to be racist. I'm telling you this, people, that's how they think of black cities in the area, right? Well, y'all elected Barty. If y'all don't want him out, y'all should have gone and kicked him out, right? But hell, he's helped running the city directly into the ground. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whether we accompany the mayor to Austin, as we indicated yesterday, whatever it takes, Councilman Kinlock. You see, this is stupid, right? Instead of, look, look I'm, I'm going to say it again, because this is stupid. You have to understand people when you're being hustled. We don't need to go to Austin with no goddamn mayor on some clown crap, Right. We need to find additional funding. We need to find another funding source. We need to find funding for this. Okay, hey, FEMA won't do it. Okay, that's out the way, right? Think about it. Most of the time, your your, your government is not building up every goddamn city, right? This is don't they do things in emergencies. This it's not an emergency, right? This is this is because we have hyper-developed this area. We've developed the area without putting the proper things in place, right? We didn't, we, we haven't um, enlarged the wastewater drainage, right? We haven't put retention ponds in these areas. That's why we're doing it right now. We can't just hyper-develop without goddamn doing the things to... To, to, to get rid of the waste, to get rid of the water, all of that, all the infrastructure comes with it. See, a lot of people, right, with city government, they they misuse citizens and want to hyper-develop this and that, but they want to do the shortcuts. We have city council members that's letting them do the shortcuts, right? The drainage is a big issue. We need to have that in any type of, you know, development, they want to hyper-develop an area, develop something, so we always need to pay attention to that drainage issue. And unfortunately, that's what's going on with places like Jimmy Johnson up there north of 73. Come to Max to make sure that it brings fruition to what we're doing. We'll embark upon it and we'll address it. We'll address it diligently and we'll address it speedily. Just to follow up, city manager, are we going to put a timeline together. It's over a year ago when, when we had the flooding incident over on the west side on 17th Street. And I was riding with the superintendent from uh, DD7 and we almost lost his truck. We, we, we almost got stuck in that water back there. We did, we came back and we did the x-rays or with the cameras and everything, looking at the drainage, uh, the piping and the infrastructure and everything, and found out that the all that infrastructure needed to be replaced. Okay, it is gonna be replaced. And I thought at that time that we had we had the monies to uh, to address it, to to address that and to start those projects. But here we go again. 
and a couple weeks ago, and we, I get pictures from Thomas. I'm riding with, with the superintendent again. I'm over at the pump stations, and, and we're trying to find out whether the pumps are on, and people are calling council people. They call in the city asking us what's happening. I mean, water is coming into our yards. We're looking at another incident where we're going to have to redo flooring and walls and everything else. And what have you all done? And we keep coming, asking the questions. We're being told one thing and we're supposed to have things, uh, the project's getting started and nothing's done. And then we're having to try to explain to our constituents that we're working on it, but that's not that's not solving the problem that they're seeing on a regular basis. This is now that's an excellent point, Marshall said. That's probably one of the best points I've heard him made since he's been on council. Right? Understand the the initial thing was the money in. The budget to have well, the money is already in money is, is is in place for them to do this. Now, since you have fiscally responsible people like Harold Doucette, uh, Raymond Scott off of council now, you have these new individuals, and you have the individuals that could be with the um, they could be with the dark side, right? That's not getting these things done, right? They want to move money for other pet projects, people. This is what's the problem that's going on right here. So once you have, look, I can't, I can't get this any good. If you remember anything, this is the problem right here. Mark's telling you they're getting told one thing, but the city managing them remixes it and does something else. This is the problem. You need to hold this city manager accountable, right? Don't ask him about a timeline. You need to give him a timeline city manager i'm giving you a month to go ahead and find us another uh funding source for this because now i'm hearing this thing about fema not getting funded look i didn't hear this back then right nobody said anything about the doggone fema doing upgrades or things so city manager i'm giving you a month to come up with, with some with some funding sources for these four projects if you cannot do it we're going to be putting your job up on for discussion and seeing what we need to do about your job performance, right? May need to, after that, get an evaluation from them, right? And then actually start talking about a severance package for the city manager if he can't get these things done for the citizen, right? You're going to have to give the city manager an ultimatum, right? Get these things done for the citizens and their property or get them smooth the hell up out there right because you're not going to be able to serve two people you're not going to be able to serve the citizens and you're not going to be able to serve this hidden hand that's controlling the money and the uh council right not i mean the, the city staff because just how you hear them you have people come on council <clears throat> knowingly and not knowingly things are getting done behind the scenes with staff, right? And since the city manager runs the city, right, somebody's in the city manager's ear 
giving him alternative directions on what needs to be done. So this right here is the crux of your problem. He articulated it well. I like this. He's been doing better, right? He's doing better since we kind of called him out on how he did to one of his um, EDC appointees, right? So this is very important. I see Marks could be a good one too. See, all of these council members could be fairly decent, right? But they have to make that commitment. They have to make that commitment to themselves as I care about the citizens more than I do selling out, right? See, like with me, the passion I come from him is helping these this uh, everybody in the city, especially black folks, because black folks are the one that's so aggrieved in this city, right? We are on the bottom on the socioeconomic ladder in this city. So that would help, that would has me to come out here, go to these council meetings, listen to all this, break everything down for you, right? Break all of this information down, package it up, talking to different people, own council, former council member, getting this thing and bringing it out to you, right? You know, some people may be scared to bring things out to you. I, you know, I'm not. So I can take the brunt and bring this information to you where you have a lot of people that's worried about, you know, this person like them, that person like them. You know, I'm not really worried about that. So I'm going to tell you the unapologetic truth. So, and I do that straight for the passion of the people in this city, you know, nothing more. So if these council members would respect citizens as much as they respect other folks, we would be, man, this would be a thriving city because everybody, everywhere else is landlocked. Port Arthur is an actual gold mine where you have people doing things that what the council may or may not know about, right? So this is the doggone problem within the city. We're not, we're, when you have councils getting initiatives to go ahead and do something, they're not getting it done. Just like with the streets, just like with this drainage, just like with the garbage, right? You set, you, you set goals for them to do, and you have new council or council members that don't know how to how to um, execute those plans, right? Which is unfortunate. It's not something that's intermittent. Every time we get a hard rain over on the west side on 17th, 18th, and 19th. Terminal Road, and I know that you all are working to do it, but I'm, I'm going to have to jump on Pastor Frank's, uh, Councilman Frank's soapbox now. We got to do better time-wise because I've only been on council a year and a half, and this is the third time that we've gone through this since I've been on council. So all I'm asking and I'm asking for our constituents. I know that the federal government has roadblocks and obstacles in our way as far as funding is concerned, but when we actually go out and we get funding, we get it approved and, and, and whatever, the sooner we start working on these projects, the better off our constituents are gonna be and the better off the city as a whole is gonna be. But right now, it's it's difficult as as an elected official to talk to our constituents and say, 
we're doing everything that we can and they said and they're telling you well I can't see it I can't see it because it's happening to me and so we need we need to be in a uh, in the mode that we're we're, we're pushing forward and we're, we're placing timelines and, and deadlines so we can get these things done. Yeah, let, let me just sh- um, share or a little bit of information with you. The projects for this 18th and 19th Street on the West Side, that's being funded with ARA funds. Um, we have $2 million that council has already appropriated for that. And so we have already assigned an engineering firm to that. And, um, and that is in the process of being done. So we are moving. This one, we've got money in the bank as far as that is concerned. And we are, it's not part of the Adura project. Well, it's part of it, it is, because yes. they continue to monitor the funding that we receive Don't take from the good news away from us. No, no. <laughs> but um, yes, we are moving diligently on that as, as far as that is concerned. Councillor, I, I, listen, I, I completely and totally agree with your, your stance. And, and I hear it loud and clearly. Everything that that Adora is involved in, we will continue to push. And what we're not directly involved in, where we can support from behind, we will as well. Uh, I know it seems because it has taken a long time, um, but when you're talking getting 20 or 30 or 40 million dollars from the federal government, there's a lot of strings that go with that. Uh, I can assure you that every, every opportunity now, oh, something I just thought about, right? When city manager said the one on the west side costed $2 million, right? And that's funded with their own money. Why haven't we started on that? That's the problem. He's saying that we have the money for it. That's what we, we have on our own funds. That's the problem. It ain't really the money, right? Because he just said we have $2 million. Okay. I don't know why you need $50 million when you have out of the four projects, one of them is two, but, you know, could be. Why we haven't started on that one yet? We need to start on these projects that we have money for, just like the streets, just like all the other stuff. We have to move it along where we have the ability to do so. We have done that. Uh, And where we have not, We've, we've tried to use the, the political system to get that. So we may call on you to, to join in that, in that because your voice is much stronger than, than my voice representing you uh, because you are an elected official. So if we call on you, it's because we need you to go rattle someone's cage or, or make, you know, make the calls. And, uh, Again, that's a goddamn waste of time. If that's the case, you should, they should have done that before. In the beginning, it's been four years. It's, it's not going to do anything right now. It's just a waste of time and lies. Um, so I hear you loud and clear. I I, I share your your frustration, um, and it did not go on 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 her. We will because because this right here is why it's not going to work. Because they've met the guidelines. They have to do. See, look, the problem is the city's problem. The city has hyper-developed that area without putting in the proper drainage for it. So it is not FEMA's responsibility to do that, right? It is our responsibility to do that. So ponying up and going to try to rattle somebody's cage, is hey, they're going to say, look, hey, we have some guidelines to go by. 
And this is our guideline. So when you hyper develop Jimmy Johnson, all of that stuff, you should have put the proper drainage protocols in the system. That's where it is point blank. So we're going to have to find money sources to finish this. That's the point blank bottom line. And ain't no arguing with FEMA to try to give us some goddamn money. We hyper develop this. It is our problem. We cause. We need to face, uh, make the answer. We didn't make them put any drainages, uh, updated drainage with the updated infrastructure, updated um, um, retention ponds. That's our problem. That's not FEMA's fault. They're not going to give us any money for problems that we caused. Continue to work on it. Thank you. Councilman Jones. Uh, yes, Mayor. Uh, I had, had a question for the mayor, but he's gone. Uh, the last meeting we had, he's supposed to meet with DD7 about 17, 18, and 19th Street and give us an update. Anybody said imagine? You know what? He didn't want the council to meet. The mayor wanted to meet by himself, DD7, and hadn't got the update yet. You heard him. He said he, he, wanted, he didn't want the council to meet. He wanted to meet by himself. This is your goddamn problem, folks. This is the problem. We have a rogue mayor wants to meet with DD7 without the doggone city manager, without the council. He wants to bring us back the information, which he does not have a goddamn understanding of how the pumps work, how none of this crap works, right? So why are we going to get this clown in here? Look. These people is your problem, right? You have a goddamn mayor that wants to funnel the information through, right? They want to control the goddamn information when he should have brought that to council. Well, no, when he should have brought DD7 speak to council in an open forum. This is not the goddamn job of the mayor. This is the job of the city manager. That's why everybody needs to focus on the city manager makes the city manager accountable, right? Accountable, right? That's why you need to goddamn get on this clown-ass mayor's ass, right? He's doing nothing but mucking up the city. What happened to 17, 18, and 19 Street? It was so bad you couldn't go by truck or car, you had to go by boat. And that's, that's, that's not acceptable. And that's, I'm tired of that problem. So did, did you get up to the city manager from no, 87? The mayor was out and um, we're on the verge of um, scheduling that meeting. Say again. The mayor was out and we're on the verge of scheduling the meeting. He hadn't met DD7 yet? No, no. See, this is a problem. We waiting on the goddamn mayor, a part-time mayor, to run the doggone city when this is out of order of the charter. The city manager runs the city, right? When you have two people trying to run the city, one where the person supposed to run the city is city manager, but you have a clown mayor that wants to run the city, right? City manager can always excuse that on the mayor. Just right there, right? That's why nothing is getting done because you have them blaming the mayor. When the mayor's out of order, trying to goddamn finagle a meeting with DD7 for what? For what? What you need the finagulers for? That's why Cal Jones can't get the city manager to do nothing, but the council should know goddamn better on what to do. 
the council needs to know, hey, that city manager is where you need to place the blame to. That's where you need to make you burn his ass, even if the mayor is doing something. Make the city manager call out the mayor. Burn his ass, right? So when he call out the mayor, then you all as a council needs to put the mayor in check. Follow our course of mind. You know, get a committee to meet. I guess the mayor's coming. The mayor's coming, yeah. Councilman yeah. Jones, and he can address that issue. You're supposed to meet with them last week, week before last Monday. The, fl- the flooding on 17, 18, 19 Street. DD7, you're supposed to meet with them. What happened? Wait, the question you asked about yeah, you following get, the. Yeah, the last meeting, so you can meet with DD7 and right. find out. Who dropped the ball about 17, 18, 19? Yes, sir. Okay, and I haven't had a, ch- a call back. We haven't gotten a call back from Mr. Kelly to set up that meeting, so I, I can't make him meet. Maybe his schedule, uh, or his AA hasn't called us back to set it up. But we've made the request. And <laughs> This is important. You need to subpoena his ass. The city... The city council can initiate an investigation and subpoena people. This is a situation you need to get some leadership and subpoena people, right? First off, you don't have the mayor doing this damn dumbass crap that's setting up beef for people. They have me. Okay. Well, as Councilman Frank Kinlaw said, enough is enough. So we got to put the press in the They have problems. We got to get with them. You know, see, this don't happen again. You get back with him? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, on last, the, uh, last thing. Go ahead. Don't want to beat a dead horse. One of the things that happens and transpires so many times is these this whole idea of doing a study. You got to do a study. Time to stop studying. We know where the issues are. We know where the problems are. Study this. Study we going to move some water. Let's study that. Well, Council Member Frank, it's, it's a nice cliche. It's, it's a nice motivational speech, but I just gave y'all some answers. That's what y'all need to do. Study that city manager. Study the charter. Then you'll find what you need to do. I'd like to just one final clarification, if you if you will. On the project, I believe he's called it Lake Arthur, that FEMA has uh, decided not to fund. Am I correct on that? That's what it looks like. The uh, the final BCA is not going to be one, okay. which is what the requirement And that BCA is based upon where the property is and other things or, or what? The, B, the, BCA, the BCA is based on the cost of the project, whatever the See, this is perfect because he don't even know what the hell he's talking about. He's going to give you an opinion, but he don't know what the hell he's talking about. Cost would be to do a project that would reduce the flood risk against the value and the elevation of the properties that it would protect. That's in a very, very simplistic version of what that what that says. It all goes into modeling. Hold on right there. Now, uh, City manager, I know whenever I came on as mayor three years ago, 
that was something that actually occurred uh, in about the first few months that I was here. Uh, may have been the first two or three months the purchasing of that property occurred. Now, did you all know or did, had anyone studied that property to know that we, because I, if I'm not uh, mistaken, we were going to put a uh, retaining pond in. Am I correct? Am I correct on that? Okay, now I don't have the documentation. I'm not that smart. I can't go back and find it, but I, I can. Just like the mayor said, he's not that smart, right? So why are you speak, speaking on smart topics, right? People, you need to understand, right? You need to call this crap out. I can only bring this information to you, people. The mayor telling you he's not that smart, but he's going to give you an opinion on what in the hell he thinks is, is, is the issue. He just told you he's not that smart. And think about some things that I know occurred now. A retaining pond was going to be put there because what you said, $790,000 for the purchase. The purchase. Right. I, I remember, okay. Now, so this council, everybody wasn't here, but some of us were, made a mistake. We were pressured. And any citizen that's listening, you go and check who sold it to us. So I'm going to just put it all out there. Everybody get mad about it, whatever. It was something amok <laughs> from the beginning on that project. I said it downstairs. I'm saying it now publicly. So, Councilman Kenlaw, at this point, you can be angry or express anger about something that we were a part of, that if a study had been done properly, we wouldn't have even purchased that. But it was a muck. Something was wrong with it from the beginning. This is what happens in Port Arthur. Okay, this is what happens in our city. Now, are we going to correct it? No, you know, I'm, I'm asking us. Are we? Now, word on the street is that, right, the person they brought the land from, the, the, mayor, the, the mayor doesn't like it. They didn't support, the, the dude, the guy didn't support the mayor during this election. That's what all this horseshoeing is about, right? That's what the mayor does, right? He, he retaliates on people. But the EDC was a muck. This charging station fiasco is a muck. You meeting with DD7 by itself is a muck. Doing uh, the Jimmy Johnson extension on private property, city building a road on private property, we don't have the right way to it, is a muck. So, Mayor, it's not a mistake. There was a, a study done. There was a study done. There was a study done, right? Where, where they had the engineers, with our engineer there, with also Wilson and Gates or Cole, whatever they are, and um, DD7. And, and that area was approved. Hey, that was a good spot to put it. So, the thing is, Mayor, we didn't make a mistake. Drainage in the area needs to be done because it wasn't done before, right? They've hyper-developed it and not put the proper drainage in there. 
that's why we having flooding problems. Before, when it was all marshland, it absorbed the rain when the initial drainage was designed, right? It was adequate. So we've hyper-developed that, but we needed to update the drainage too. That's the problems. No ifs, ands, or buts. FEMA is not going to give us money for when we build things on due to the elevation. But we didn't put the proper drainage up in there and we didn't put retention ponds anticipating the extra flooding we was going to cause by the expansion. That's the problem, Mayor. We going to correct it. Previous colleagues made the mistake for whatever reason. It was a mistake. And we can't blame this man because it's not going to happen. I don't recall him ever coming before us at the time telling us to buy that property. See, this is the misdirection they get, right? You have a whole bunch of people. You have supposed to be the city manager running the city. Now you got Barty want to play point on some issues. Now you got this damn Madura guy. He He's supposed to be saying some issues. So nobody, we can't blame nobody for this, right? That's why we have the confusion misdirection. Nobody want to take the blame. We can't blame nobody. But the person you have to put on is the city manager. Make it all through run through him. That's how it's supposed to be done. That's how you have accountability. Did it happen like that? Lawyer, you know everything. You're talking about some property that the city purchased. I don't... Now, see, there you go. Now, see, another thing you have to get, right? You have to understand, in my opinion, the persons behind a lot of this bull crap is the city attorney. They be low-key calling out the city attorney if you just listen. The city attorney gives them the sace, the legal justification in doing the bullcrap that they do with the city, right? So truthfully, you're going to have to get rid of that city attorney for this city to get better. The city, like with the EDC, uh, Barty said he's not that smart, right? These individuals are too stupid to go ahead and ramsack the EDC in the way that they've done. They need the legal justification to make them feel better about the stuff that they're doing. Also right here, the city manager kind of throw the city attorney under the bus. So you have to goddamn pay attention to what they're telling you and what they're not. So boy T is so fed up right now, he's throwing the city attorney in this, not really under, un, not understanding that he's exposing her. He's pretty much exposing her, right? Okay, what I'm saying, I know I'm saying some bull crap, but city attorney, since you kind of giving us the, since you kind of running this, go ahead and back me up on it. That's pretty much what boy T's saying. I don't think that that's necessarily germane to this topic. No, 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 no. It's, it, it is the total part of the topic that I'm speaking on because it's a part of his, his presentation. That, see, that brings on District 3 because what I was told way back three and a half years ago, almost four years ago, that that retaining pond would be put there because originally in the city of Port Arthur, 
We have six-inch pipes. Am I correct, city manager, for drainage? When we should have had 12 or 24-inch pipes out there in that area. There you go. There you go. He's saying that I... Now I did hear it. I didn't. I didn't know they was really saying everything that I'm saying right now. I didn't really fully listen to it. But he's pretty much saying what I'm saying, people. We caused the problem when we developed that. We having these small goddamn pipes. We not upgrading it when we upgrade the infrastructure, right? Now, this retention pond needs to get done, regardless of the funding. So, regardless, look. FEMA's not paying for this, point blank. You know this. No protesting up in Austin or whatever is going to get them to pay for it because this is our screw-up. Drainage is our fault. Understand that. That's what they're telling you. I'm breaking it down for you. It's our fault because when we upgraded, put all them damn um, cement down there, them stores, we didn't upgrade pipes. We didn't add retention points to them pipes. A lot of things we didn't do. Originally, I understood what you said. I'm not an engineer. I'm not that smart. We know you're not that smart. Something about elevations and how FEMA makes decisions. Okay, and if we, everybody knows that was a rice field. Huh? Okay. Whatever we have a home out there. Huh? There we go. I mean, I can remember. I don't have to have statistics. I'm 68 tomorrow, so I know. I remember it. This is what happens in Port Arthur. <laughs> and then you have folk who will involve themselves to the extent and degree they will be up here and in, in, in other places making decisions that might be proportional gain. I don't know what they're for, but they are not for the good of this. Mayor Boy T, you the biggest one for personal gain. Boy T, everybody knows that. It's community. So are we going to change it? I'm through. Thank you for it. Okay. We move to the next thing. Okay. Uh, we have, next, we have a presentation. Behind the hair, you just go go ahead and, and, and shut down the meeting, people. That's the, that's, the, that's the first portion of drainage, right? I like that. that. That was the first portion of drainage. So, everybody, you need to doggone understand, you know, what happened. Again, I'm going to recap for you. The problem with drainage is, right, when we overdeveloped that area, they didn't implement the actual proper drainage. (laughs) Implement bigger size pipes, more retention points. They didn't upgrade the drainage when they they hyper-developed that area over there. So that's why we have the big drainage issue now. Was marshland be able to absorb the water? Now the water is running on cement, not being absorbed at the same rate that it was when all of it was marsh. So we have an old drainage system, right? But when we upgraded, when we developed the area, they didn't do nothing with the uh, the drainage. So that's the issue that you have right now. And since we build the homes to proper elevation, FEMA is not going to pay for a problem that we've done, right? And what we've done, we've developed an area without developing the drainage. So, 
what we're going to have to do is find another funding source because going up to uh, Austin or wherever the hell, D.C., wherever the hell they plan on going to, right? That's not going to get the issue resolved or get them to give us any type of money because we created the problem. We didn't want to upgrade the system when we were building stuff over there, so FEMA's not going to do it. They have guidelines that they go by. That's it. Hey, we can't do nothing about it. But we have to fund our own stuff. And that's pretty much it. And appreciate everybody for taking the um, taking the time to, uh, to, to listen to this uh, podcast. Super Dave with the PA Political Revolution Podcast. Say thank y'all again. Smash them like button, share this video, and take it easy. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,